Hello. Welcome to Closed Door Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Mill Ivory. If you're looking for a non-judgmental, open and honest conversation about any and all things that are usually discussed behind closed doors, you're in the right place. Hello, 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 Closed Door Conversations. Oh my God, CDC fam, I am excited about the show that I have for y'all today. Um, I don't know, you probably could tell by the by the um, title of the show, obviously, but I'm not going to even, I'm just so ready to get into this conversation. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and get into it. I have Philip here with me today, and he's another, um, a fellow podcaster. He can be found, his podcast is Dear Polly Podcast, and he'll introduce himself and tell you where to find him, but make sure you guys tune into his podcast. Philip, say hello to the CDC fam. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So where can I find your podcast? Absolutely. So I'm on just about every platform that you can imagine. Um, my like main ones are Spotify, Google, um, Apple, but I'm also on uh, Stitcher and uh, like 13 others. So it's definitely it's so out there and accessible. <laughs> I know there's so It's the many. same way with me. I'm like, listen, Google closed door conversations or put it in whatever your listening platform is and I'm going to come up. But what yeah. I'm going to say about my CDC fam. So they are, you know how sometimes you can do like a cross audience thing. So I cover so many topics on my podcast, but one of my main things that I talk about other things, very important things, to be honest, but I love to talk about sex. So a lot of people that just the exploration in the things that you talk about on your podcast just intrigued me. I absolutely love the openness of it. And so, yeah, we had to have you over here on closed door so we can bust this door open and talk about this thing. I love it. I'm excited. <laughs> so guys, I know that you guys are very aware of nowadays. There are so many people that's open with sexual sexual exploration. Now, I did a show a while back on is it possible for a man or a woman to be in love with more than one person? So obviously it, it kind of wasn't in, in intriguing conversation based on what I've seen with a lot of polygamy and the relationships that's going on. But I don't want to mistitle Philip because I recently learned through him that it's so many titles that you can be. You don't have to be just um, polyamory or polygamy or it's, it's titles. So Philip, I want you to break that. Well, let me break this down first. Very short version. Polyamory is the act of having intimate relationships with more than one person at the same time. Okay. Yep. Right. Yep. A polyamorous person have to be open to having multiple romantic partners. So polygamy, we're not talking about polygamy today. Um, we will be talking about polygamy soon, <laughs> but not today. So polygamy, on the other hand, involves being married to multiple partners. So that's like the sister wife situation. So it, can you explain to the um, CDC fam, Philip, what, what you consider yourself as? Absolutely. So I, I identify as solo poly and um, in 
my interpretation of solo poly because one of the things that's really beautiful about polyamory is that there's aside from the generalized definition there are so many different ways in which you can customize it to yourself um so i i i define solo polyamory as though i am my primary partner i've learned through my past relationship experiences that it was very easy for me to get lost in the the couple the us my my the other partner um and so i've learned that the best thing for me uh is to maintain a sense of identity and uh, always remember to prioritize my personal time and my personal space in order to allow me to show up fully in my relationships. So that's how I define that. So question, being a single poly, does that mean, because see, when I hear single, I'm thinking like me, like I'm single as a dollar bill. Like I don't have no attachments. Nobody ain't gave me their last name. I don't have no ring on this finger. I don't even have a committed thing where you my boyfriend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so when I hear single, I think free agent, but when you speak of single in a poly relationship, it's a little different because you're still having relationships with other partners, correct? Or is it, is it a, considered a whole relationship or is it just sexual? Let's clear this up. Well, it's important to recognize that um, more specifically, the word solo is used instead of single. Got because it. Okay, We're, check me. I, check yeah, me. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to check you. Um, <laughs> I love I was it. just. I was. Give me right, babe. Go ahead. I was just making sure that, like, there is a there's a difference between single and solo. Okay. Um, in solo, it doesn't necessarily mean alone. Um, it just means that that I have part of my relationship dynamic is that I have a strong relationship with myself. I love that, actually as well as having relationships with other people. So I have two play partners right now. I don't have like a really strong uh, emotional relationship with anyone, um, but I have, but, but there are emotional dynamics with both of my play partners, but we're just not committed beyond, you know, consistent fun. Six. Is that what yeah. you're calling sex fun and play <laughs> yes. partners? So I want to, yes. I just want to make sure my CDC fam is clear on what these, these definitions are. So when yes. you say a play partner, that means that you're basically, you have sex partners, right? Right. I have two sex partners. Yep. And is it, is it just like, even though it's a poly situation, do they have other partners or is it just you guys? Like however many partners you have, are you, monogamous with those partners or do they have several other partners one of them does not have any other partners and the other one is dating someone else as well and the person that they're dating the other person that they're dating it's more of like a holistic relationship where they have an emotional and sexual dynamic um he and i just share a sexual dynamic but he has been there for me emotionally so i like i don't want to discredit that there there are there is an emotional component we're just not you know i just feel like yeah. for me personally if 
you are just having sex with someone, there has to be some form of connection somewhere emotionally. I would agree. I just don't think you just out there swinging dick or, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't think you're just having relationships with people. And I think that's the thing what people don't understand, because from my understanding, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. From my understanding, you can be in a polyamorous relationship and say, for example, you say that you have to play partners, but you may also have a partner that is only there to support you emotionally. Is that correct? That, that is a possible dynamic. Absolutely. Yep. I, it's so many dynamics off the top of your head. Like how many, um, the, uh, just if we're going to be here all day, but just like, what are the most popular dynamics in this type of relationship? Um, most popular, I would, oh gosh, that's so hard to say. That's so hard to say. I get that because from my understanding, I was just wondering if it was me from the outside looking in, having a different perspective because of my, from my understanding, when you're in this type of relationship, when you're in a poly relationship, you customize the relationship to what your needs are. Absolutely. Oh, yep. So I'm and, ooh, and you're making me feel like I'm smart, smart. You are. You're on top of it. That's that's exactly that. In my opinion, that's exactly the beauty of polyamory is that you do get to customize the relationship dynamics according to the needs that you have, and then of course your ability to meet your partner's needs as well. But um, but yeah, and and the, the, another reason why I say it, it it's so hard to like define how many or what's the most popular because there are actually even terms for when the relationship dynamics become um, pretty vast. So like if you have multiple partners, like I think it's three or three or more, it can be called a polycule, oh, wow. like a molecule. Uh-huh. Um, and then when it branches out from that, where like, let's say I have two partners and then they each have three partners. And then from there, each one of their partners has two partners, you begin to call that like a constellation, especially if you're all friends and know each other. And, you know, that was the next uh, question. Right. Okay. So in a situation like that, do a constellation, is it ever a situation where I was going to ask, is it ever a situation where you guys all hang out together or do things together? Sometimes. Yeah. Some, some constellations are very close and, um, and get along and see each other and, and interact with each other. And there's some dynamics where a good chunk of them may even all live in the same home because shared bills only makes life a little easier, you know, so. Oh, that's interesting. So there are some people that are polyamory that actually reside together, but they still keep their separate identities. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. So basically from what I understand, polyamory is just a, a form of being ethical about being in a non-monogamous relationship. Absolutely. Okay. So with that, I'm just making sure I'm right now, Philip. You are. You've got <laughs> okay. It. So with that in mind, does it ever become a point where, or is it possible for one of the partners to be cheating? It is possible. And and it always blows my mind when you hear about it because you're already in an ethically non-monogamous relationship. So like, why would you bother cheating? But it, it does happen. 
it can happen. I don't think that it's <clears throat> nearly as prevalent um, as like in mono relationships, mm-hmm. um, just because it's already founded on transparency and openness. Uh, but it does happen. It can. So if the person cheated, what does that mean? They're not being honest, like they're having another partner and they're not being honest about it. Or right. does that mean they like had one night stand and didn't tell somebody? Oh, it could be either one of those. And, and now, now uh, to actually to rebuttal the, the second one where you say it's a one night stand and they didn't tell anybody. Now, if they've got permission to have one night stands and not tell anybody, then that wouldn't be considered cheating because it's just a, a part of the agreement of their relationship. So I did see that there are different agreements, like no one relationship is the same. So it's like, I'm just... <laughs> I'm really bottled at how do you actually sit down and come to agreement? I feel like that's almost like a business transaction. So when you talk about it in a hypothetical, it does sound very much like a business transaction. When you're having the conversation with someone that you feel emotional with, you have a connection with, it doesn't feel transactional. It feels connective because what you, what it essentially is is you're making negotiations based off of the needs that you have while also making compromises to um, be conscious of your partner's feelings and insecurities so, and things like that so it doesn't it doesn't feel transactional okay in the moment, but it does sound like it when you talk, when you talk about it from an outside perspective, it, it does sound It like kind of does sound transactional, yeah. but so I had a previous show and the, the show was, can a person be in love with more than one person? Me personally, I feel like being in love and loving a person is two different things. What, what is your um, opinion on that? So that's how I, I actually love that you've asked this question because in the last like three to four weeks, I have been having a lot of, um, I've been having a lot of emotional growth, if you will, around Mm -hmm. the concept of love. Okay. I don't have an emotional partner right now, so to speak, but I have three X's. <laughs> Ironic. They're all my X's. I didn't even think about that until just now. Um, I have three best friends that are, that are X's of mine. And I, I've been kind of on this emotional journey of understand, like reassessing love and, and what it means to me and how I experience it. Because I, while I don't have an emotional partner and I just have two play partners, I have been feeling overwhelmed with the amount of love that I have in my life. And as I look at that, these three partners that are, that are, they're not my partners. I have these three exes. I feel, I feel like they're still an emotional partner. Each one of them. Absolutely. You know, that's what I was thinking when you said that. It, that's exactly what I said when you said three exes that are because your best friend is still emotionally supportive to you. It goes beyond that 
familial love that, that you think of when you think of a best friend though, like I would take a bullet for each one of them without thinking. Oh twice. yeah, absolutely. If it's, if it's my significant other, I do agree that that best friend meaning is a different meaning as far as emotional support. But at the end of the day, you do have some friends that's going to ride or die. I think the difference is the emotional connection that you have with your partner that you may not necessarily have with your friend, if that makes sense. I, I think I may feel it differently just because I have been in a relationship with each one of these. Right. So I, I feel like I still hold some of that romantic love for each one of them, even though we're not romantic, like the love is still so deep with each one of them. And I, I cannot imagine my life without them. Ah, And that's normal though. Cause I think, I've been that way. Like you have a emotional, you have a basically relationship with someone and you love them so freaking much that you can't imagine your life without them. But I think the thing is, is finding a place for them in your life. That's not disrespectful to whatever you have going on. Absolutely. Oh, that's interesting. So that's interesting that you guys would have that dynamic as well in a poly situation. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So what if you decided you wanted to take on one of the exes as a partner? I mean, I would, I would 100% be down for any one of them to still be a partner of mine, but none of them are poly. Oh, so they went from being poly to being in a monogamous relationship? Well, none of them are in, re- oh, wait, no. Two of them are in monogamous relationships. Um, and yes, they did go, well, but they, I think they were, they were exploring poly with me. Oh. Uh, but I don't know that they necessarily feel that they are poly. So when we separated, they went to monogamous relationships. And one of them isn't dating anyone right now. See, when you're in a monogamous relationship, though, even if you're not having sex, and I would think it would be the same with people that's in in poly relationships, but I guess, like you said, it's not cheating because it's a definition, but I feel like a person can emotionally cheat on their partner. I, I agree with that, too, especially if you're in a monogamous relationship and you don't have... Um, permission to explore um, an emotional connection with others, then yes, I believe that you can emotionally cheat the same way that you can physically. So you just, Philip, you just brought out such a valid point because what you just said, you do not have the desire to explore emotions with other people. So even in a poly relationship, if you're in, because I know for me in a monogamous relationship, if I'm in love with a person and I'm emotionally invested, like that's the only person I'm worried about. That's the only person I'm concerned with. And I know that some people can separate it and balance it, but how can you balance that I, from a personal standpoint? Like, how can you balance that? So I, I, I mean, it's, well, one, it's work, it's work. One of the most important things is um, 
really being able to balance your time. That's the hardest part is time because time is limited, but love is limitless. Agree. Love is limitless, but you only have so many hours in a day and so many days in a week. Um, so balancing the time is actually the hardest part because there's this idea that you have to split your time fairly between your partners. And that is quite literally nearly impossible to do. So my personal motto is that you split your time according to fulfillment, not fairness. So as long as you're meeting the needs of each partner, the amount of time that you spend with them may ebb and flow based on that partner's needs. That shit seems so damn complicated because, okay, so a lot of people would say that you're afraid of commitment when you're in a poly relationship. That people do say that, but I actually think that it's quite the opposite. Actually, that's so that's what made me say that because listening you say that is like you really have to be committed to fulfilling all yes. these different people. That's a lot on the person. That, that seems like now it may just be me, but seems like that can be emotionally draining for a person. It can be. Um, and that's why every person has a different threshold for um, what we call polysaturated. So um, like some people, some people can only balance two partners. Some people can balance eight. It all depends. Ain't no way you have eight partners and you're giving everybody <laughs> what the fuck they need. I'm just, listen, I'm, I'm too much. Like I couldn't, I don't even think... <laughs> I can be a poly partner because one <laughs> and and you know what when you think about this shit let me tell you just being completely transparent and honest I've dated a married man so when you think about it in a sense that's kind of like you're in a poly I it's like it's one-sided like I'm in a poly relationship because I understand that you have another woman right I wouldn't really call it poly unless everyone. No, I'm not saying I'm not but, understand. But I'm, it's not it's technically similar... poly, but to the extent to whereas I'm allowing myself to share you with another woman. Yes. That's what I mean. I know it's not techni yeah. technically the same because everyone involved would have to know what's going on for it to be considered poly. Right. Yeah. Yes. Which is why I said a one sided poly similar. Yeah. Yeah. But I always but. Even with that situation. So I'm the type of person, I still feel like if you for me, you for me, right? <laughs> so that's why I don't feel like, even though I'm comparing it to that, just because that's the conversation we own, I, I feel like I can't do that because I want you when I want you. You need to be available for me at all times. Like if I call you, I need you to answer the phone. Like I just don't. Like even in this in in the relationship with a married man, he never made me feel like like I was the other woman. You know what I'm saying? So I I 100% know what you're saying because um, I haven't always identified um, as Polly. I was monogamous. I was a serial monogamist. Actually, I went. Um, three long-term relationships in a row without more than three months between them. And wow. the shortest one was five years. Oh, wow. So I was a serial monogamous until um, my last partner, um, you know, 
held our relationship to my head like a gun and was basically like, I fell in love with my fuck buddy. Um, you either have to be poly or it's over. And oh. so I had to, what they call that poly in distress. Okay. So, so to, that, that, that was my next question was what made you turn poly? So it wasn't a choice for you at that time, or you felt like you loved him enough. Okay, 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 guys. Don't get upset, but I have to actually stop right here and we're going to do a part two. The conversation was so good. I just could not edit any of this shit. Like, it was just so good. So, um, this is going to be part one and stay tuned for part two. Smooches. Thank you for tuning in to Closed Door Conversations Podcast. A place where no topic is off limits, no filters will be applied, and no judgment will be allowed. Yes, this is the end of the show, but it's definitely not the end of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. To get even more involved and more exclusive content, join our Patreon community. The conversation continues. Till next time.